0: How does a rap-based stage show set at the dawn of the union? Dropped by a virtuosic Puerto Rican nerd in New York City and by Providence abandoned it off Broadway. Grow up to be a smash hit and a mainstay? <laughs> the show's baller, making them holler, throw their dollars, got a lot farther by slapping a lot harder, by being a lot smarter, by being a talk starter, by sixteen. They placed it ahead all of the top charters And every day while plebes were seeing Waitress and Wicked the plays At the public they performed and put the show up Inside, Lin was longing for his work to have a blow up The brother was ready to sing, dance, perform, and blow up Then the audience came and approbation reigned Our man saw his future, quick blessing him to fame Put a pencil to his temple, connected it to his brain When he wrote his first refrain Told of whence the U.S. came Well, the word got around They said, this show is insane, man Took up a collection to get tickets in my name, fam And now it's on Disney, I can watch it any day, man The world's gonna watch this play What's the play, man? The show is called Hamilton (laughs) It's about Alexander (laughs) Hamilton <laughs> and now it's time to get to discussing Just do away. Just do away. That's it, y'all. Wow.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Yay. You've gone above and beyond. All right. <laughs> I got a you. major bone to pick with this right now. Sonia, you could have rapped three times faster than that. <laughs> I know.
3: Share me, please. <laughs> I thought about doing for the Disney. I thought yes. about doing
0: the like faster verse later on, but I was like, not, I'm just setting myself self up for failure at that point."
2: I, I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's true at all. That was awesome. Wow. Oh,
0: thanks, guys. That's Creativity right, listeners. <laughs> uh that's right listeners we've completely lost our minds no (laughs) in light of the recent release of a filmed version of the original broadway production this week's show is all about the smash hit musical hamilton with me to take you on this theatrical journey are my right hand men sean dunham and jeremy legui and a very special guest best of wives of the show and best of women ellen legui hey thanks (laughs) hi hi now it's probably obvious that we're going to spoil the ever-living daylights out of hamilton over the next hour so if you somehow don't know the plot you may want to save this one for after you've watched otherwise you might find out that martha washington didn't actually name her cat after alexander hamilton What? He says but it's also true. I do i
1: know the plot i don't really know
0: <laughs> okay with that out of the way. Uh, folks I would like to know what was your relationship with the show before now or like till now before you saw it if anything uh, I'll,
2: I'll go first uh, as as a because mine is is uh, intimately tied to wife of the show Ellen's uh, so I would say I had a 90% Hamilton soakage prior to this viewing uh, I I have I have I have heard everything in order several times and seen all clips that could be found and or cobbled together of what was available. So uh, I got 90% of Ellen. Please tell them what you see.
3: Okay, well, then I have 100%. Mm -hmm. As much as you can without seeing it on a live production, I feel. Um, Like knowing all of the words, uh, singing along, Um, child of the show, when she was still like in utero kind of deal, I would turn up some of the songs and like as best as I could rap along which I'm not that great at and she would just like do flips and jumps in my stomach and like she absolutely loved Hamilton from before she was born I love it yeah
1: Sean? Uh, I feel like maybe I have one of the least amount of interactions with the show
2: it, it does not have Bette Midler in it so it doesn't
1: start <laughs> Bette Midler but can you imagine?
2: If she, she'd
1: do better than Lin Manuel, honestly.
0: Well, um, yeah, we'll get to that.
1: <laughs>
0: she'd be a great King George, I think.
1: <laughs> oh, she'd be a, such a great King George. Um, yeah, I like, I've listened to the album a few times and I, but I hadn't, I didn't know it intimately because usually if I like, if I, you know, I'll become obsessed with a show if I'm going to do it or like, I don't know. I just like kind of was like, oh, I probably won't see this for a long time. So I was just like, let me just like, I like to, you know, if I'm going to a show, I'll like listen to it a bunch before. So I just like, it it was a bit on the burner. I listened to it a few Mm. times. Mm. And I did use the King George song for uh, audition ones.
0: Oh, I love that. Which I got. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) He bugged.
1: Yeah, he bugged. (laughs)
0: um yeah i remember kind of hearing rumblings about it i think in like late-ish 2015 and then um a favorite podcast of mine called another round which is actually based on hamilton song they would talk about it all the time um and they just like were obsessed with it and so i was like well i should check this out like this is everyone's so obsessed with the show i should listen to it and i think like The very first time I listened to it, my mind was blown and like many people, I just became obsessed and just listened to the album over and over again for like, I don't know, a year straight. Like I just got into that deep level of obsession and then kind of like got away from it, but then every once in a while I would come back to it and listen to the album and just be like completely in again. So, needless to say,
3: I was pretty excited about the filmed version coming to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Me too. This was going to be our, our Hamilton summer. We Before COVID happened, we were planning to go to Chicago. And so I was like, well, we're only going when, when Hamilton is playing. So let's look at these dates. And then we were trying to line up for music festivals and stuff like that. And then COVID happened. We were like, well... I guess not, but now,
0: Disney Plus. But now it is our Hamilton Summer all summer long.
1: (laughs) It's so crazy. Okay, do you think that they meant for this to be released in theaters?
3: Yes, so it was originally slated to be released next year in theaters. 2021. Yeah. And then In the Heights is now being pushed back until next summer. Yeah. So they just, like, needed to have a Lin-Manuel Miranda thing come out this summer.
0: Contraction. I think they just decided that everyone was home and so...
2: Yeah, and, and I did, think basically... It was
1: like, we have money, baby. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anything they can roll out at this point, because so many other productions have stopped. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but if one actor touches another, they have to quarantine for five days. Oh,
3: so like, wow. if
2: one touches another in a scene, they need to they need to do a thing. I think they should probably be quarantining whole... Yeah, it was like five days. But yeah, it's, it's strange. I don't know.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, So, okay, what was everyone's reaction to watching it for the first time? And if you want to sprinkle in the circumstances of that watching, if anything was special about it, please
3: feel free to share that as well. Wow, wow. Um, I watched it three times yesterday. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My sister and I had a date, and during our our kid's nap, we watched it because I was like, I'm not watching it while she's awake. I don't need to hear her talk. Yeah, all of my animals and both games.
1: <laughs> We should mention that it's the day after. It was released. yeah.
3: After,
1: so. Oh yeah, yeah. It is
3: currently July fourth as we record yeah. this, so it came out. <laughs> it came out yesterday. I watched yeah. it three times yesterday, and that, then that, uh, that
2: is for a scheduling conflict. I would like to point out, not for any <laughs> other reason than we earlier. were
0: too excited. <laughs> and then I, I needed everyone my mother to hear mom. the
3: whitest rap ever done, and <laughs> yeah. so we to do it. It was today. a fabulous rap, though. And then Jeremy and I watched it too. So, yeah, it was delightful and everything I wanted. And um, from watching clips on YouTube, like every now and then there'd be a bootleg version up for like half a day and you'd catch it and you'd be like, this song. And then actually getting to see it was just magical. And like Mm -hmm. seeing up close, like even if you were to go to the show, you probably couldn't afford front row tickets. So like there's no way you'd see some of these expressions from like nosebleed section $100 $100 tickets and way in the back.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. there's no way you would see uh, King George's spittle Spit. sw- flying <laughs> out yeah. of his mouth.
0: <laughs> or all the sweat. Yeah. yeah. So much. Or all the side-eye, honestly. There's a lot of good side-eye in this-, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this production. Longing glances.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, last night, I watched with friend of the show, Claire McCashen. Um, I mentioned off-camera <laughs> off that she just had a went for a bike and passed out because it's very hot today. But yesterday, she was not passing out. Um,
0: and Claire, <laughs> our thoughts are with you. Yeah, feel,
1: you be- our thoughts, G- feel yeah. better. Feel better. Drink, drink the water, Claire. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so I watched it with her last night. And yeah, it was incredible because I also didn't really realize that there was, I didn't know how much dialogue was between songs because I've really only heard the album. And turns out, zero there's not Not a lot yeah there's like a few sight gags and stuff that are like oh this person is much funnier than i expected or actually a lot of them i'm like oh this person has a lot more personality than i got
2: from the album
0: Mm -hmm. yeah agreed Jar, what was your reaction
2: uh i watched it with ellen uh my mind uh uh they uh, what what was the number that they did for the Tonys, Ellen? Which was it?
3: Um, they do uh the Battle of Yorktown for the Tonys. Mm. Yeah,
2: and uh, my mind kind of just extrapolated that outward to other parts of the, uh, and uh, well, I have some thoughts that are not good, but uh, overall it was great. I can't wait to hear those. <laughs> you guys will agree with me, but you'll yeah. see. We will. <laughs>
0: Okay, I feel like this bears discussing early on in the episode, um, because many people now characterize Hamilton as a problematic fave. In the time since reaching its atmospheric fame, the show has received a lot of criticism for being revisionist and glorifying its main characters, many of whom were slave owners, like most of whom, almost everyone. Um, People have pointed out that Hamilton was not as explicitly or staunchly abolitionist as the show makes him out to be. How do you feel about the show in this context?
1: honestly like makes a ton of sense like i wasn't i wasn't watching that being like whoa like alexander hamilton is way more cool than i thought it was just like oh lin-manuel miranda's like became obsessed with this story a small Mm. story that was like i knew that you know this person had to be problematic in,
3: in many ways and he told the story through a specific lens that like once you know about that lens, you can think about it critically. I think the problem is not knowing about the lens in the first spot, first mm-hmm. place, maybe. And I, yeah, and uh,
2: you know, uh, El and I were talking about like it's it's an American story told by Americans, and that what that means has changed. Maybe, uh, so you know, I don't know. I I, I feel like it's.
3: Yeah. It's just yeah. so
1: funny to be like, you know, while you're watching it, you're like, oh, Thomas Jefferson is so cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> so, and, <laughs> so, and actually, just for I- listeners, like Thomas Jefferson was objectively a very bad person who owned many, many slaves. And one of the things that I think is actually the worst in the show is there's this throwaway line where he says, Sally, be a deer and something like take my coat. And what that's referring to is Sally Hemings, who was Thomas Jefferson's enslaved concubine, who, like, if you consider the dynamics of consent there, like, basically she was his, his slave. And so for that to just be a throwaway line, I still don't really understand why that's in there. She's basically the only actual, like, black character. So obviously, everyone in the show is portrayed by a person of color. Many of them are black. But for the only actual black character to be an enslaved person who's a throwaway line, I think is really complicated. And I think the beef that a lot of people have is also that you have, um, black people, uh, depicting slave owners and sort of that. So it's, it's very complicated is what we're saying to you listeners. Um and I a friend sent me a really interesting um interview or a clip from an interview with David Diggs who plays Thomas Jefferson and Lafayette. Um and he said there are things about Hamilton that are so profoundly Obama era. There is such a hopefulness in it that in this particular moment moment reads maybe revolutionary or maybe fictional. And I thought that phrase like Obama era feels so accurate because it, uh, 2015, you, you know, a lot of the same issues existed, but it was a very different time in terms of sort of where we were all at, I think, in our conversation yeah. <laughs> So yeah, okay. So just everyone keep that in mind. It's a complex text as we continue on. Yeah. With our and to me,
1: it felt like, it felt really, it's just like reclamation-y. hmm You know, it's just like, it, I don't know, it felt like a, a bit of a parody.
2: Yeah. Well, and also, like all things we watch It has the based on true events disclaimer, which means that, I mean, they picked and choose what worked for the show.
0: Yeah. Which is good. Like, yeah. I think you
2: should do, but.
0: I agree. Yeah. Yeah, And I think like, and and Lin-Manuel himself describes it as America then told by America now. So yeah, like there is a lot of stuff about whose voices you're hearing and who you're seeing on stage. I think it's just really, really complicated. Um, Mm -hmm. And for people who feel that they don't want to watch it for that reason, I get that. Um, do y'all have a favorite song from this show? Just to completely move on from that. <laughs> um,
3: I can go. My very favorite, I have, like, tears and ranks. Yeah, you can my say very, a few if you want. <laughs> my very favorite is The Room Where It Happens, mm. narrated by Burr, de- depicting um how Hamilton got the banks, the U.S. financial sy- system, the, like glossed over version of that story mm. and then the southerners got the capital being washington dc and just the fact that like the motivation for like eventually killing hamilton is in that song plus the choreography is amazing i love um leslie odom jr's run around the table hop onto yeah. the table and then hop the table uh, anyway i've watched it three times and every time i'm like <sighs> <Same. laughs> every time i see it yeah that, but, was, that has like, been my I'd favorite odom song
1: jr is a great Dancer. Yeah, yes. we'll talk about him mm-hmm. because
0: man, like, he's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Some work. Yeah.
2: Um. I I don't know. I, I I have it in front of me. I don't know what it's called. Uh. But sing it's it, either, dear. No. Well, it's it's on the thing. It says, "Here comes the general." But is it called "Rise Up"?
3: Uh, it's the one where Washington George Washington's introduced, right? Yes. They
2: yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Rise up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from from Ellen listening to it in the car. Like it's uh it's such a powerful moment and like the whole like it, it just captures like the, the feeling of you've being been waiting
3: enough...
2: for. <laughs> That's not true at all. Uh it it just captures the whole feeling of the war so quickly. Yeah. And like how desperate they are and all this. And uh to see it is really something. And uh I as a guy who makes movies sometimes I have a vision of my mind of what this should look like, and the fact that it doesn't look like that is driving me insane, is it but uh oh yeah I, I, I Ellen and I paused and went back and forth and I was like, they should have cut here and anyway, mm. but uh,
0: <laughs> so okay, in terms that's... of the editing of the show or like the staging of the show
2: uh well, those are those are two different things, Sonia, yeah, that's and, what I mean. Uh, <laughs> I know. Like, are you? Is your
0: quibble is your quibble with the blocking and like the physicality that they created for the show, or is it with the editing of the filmed production?
2: Uh, or both. Oh man, that's. I have I have no problems with the Broadway show. I'll oh, leave okay. it at that, and then I will tell you, Mike Ripe, later on <laughs> when you guys allow me to step on my soapbox.
0: Oh. Okay, Samuel Seabury. Which. Um... which <laughs> Sean, do you have a favorite song or songs?
2: Um,
1: I really like Satisfied. Because that actress, which I forgot her name, Renee.
0: Renee Elise Goldberry, I think.
1: That sounds perfect. <laughs> she kills the song, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> it's okay,
1: we'll bleep
3: it just like they I did in the show. i never
1: sworn in a show before.
3: <laughs> we'll so, so bleep bad. it, we'll take it out. We get two that we can <laughs> she take She is a Tony out. Award wow. winning actress. We are, we're
1: allowed three swears this yeah. episode. Just like Hamilton. <laughs> No, um, sorry. She really kills that song. (laughs) It's so, it's a really great song. And she, she raps, she does amazing vocals and she acts her face off because it's very like, you know, my sister is having him, but I'm attracted to him now. And then also it's a really good song. It's like an interesting song that I didn't know what they would do with the staging Mm -hmm. because there's that sort of like rewind moment where I was like, this part's probably not in the show. Or, like, I don't know why I thought that, but I was like, I don't know what they're going to do for the show, but it's probably not big. And then it really was, and it was a really cool staging moment. And it was just a really, it was a great performance. I love that song.
0: Yeah. It's, that might be, that's, that's one of my top favorites for sure as well. And when I saw that transition between Helpless and Satisfied, where, so, okay, one of my favorite things is the revolving piece of the stage, and so which for the is listener, hard for me
1: to understand. Honestly. I
0: know it starts going backwards, and and the whole cast, and it's an ensemble of like twenty five people on stage at this point. They start to completely do the previous scene in reverse, and everything re- like it just oh yeah. So yeah, same Sean. Um, I think my favorite, or like the one that hit me the hardest watching it this time was um wait for it, which is like um Aaron Burr's big number, um. And Leslie Odom Jr., we'll talk about him, but oh my good gravy, that, just the, the dynamics in his performance, the, the, the emotion of that song, it just, oh, y'all, it really gets me, and I think that song's amazing, and I wouldn't have said that that was necessarily one of my favorite songs from the album, um, but seeing it, and, like, seeing him, yeah, uh, blew my mind. So, on that note, um, do you have a favorite performance or character? Or, like, were there any performances that stood out to you? Or not?
1: Um, to me, it was Daveed Davis for mm. sure. He plays Lafayette, and he also plays Thomas Jefferson in the second half. And both, he gives, like, he's just, like, so amazing. His body language and his dancing is, like, incredible, and he gives, like, all of this humor to, like, honestly kind of dry stuff. Uh, like, um, and, like, him and Lemon and Miranda are doing, like, kind of similar stuff. And, and David Diggs is just doing, like, is bringing his to a huge different level. And, yeah, and he's just, his character is so charming and, like, arrogant. And he's just great. I really love him. Uh, and he's also, with... oh. like, gone on, like, I feel like since Hamilton... Now he's like starring in Snowpiercer, like the series,
3: mm-hmm. and he
1: was in Kimmy Schmidt, and yeah, he's just like someone to watch because he's so cool.
2: Uh, okay. I definitely agree with you, Sean, because my answer to this question is Thomas Jefferson. Because from the the moment he kind of does the like, like I, I when you watch it, you can't help but see like him walking off a big plane or something, <laughs> which makes no sense because that's not what it would be. Big but, ship, like, I guess. Maybe, but, like, as he comes into What Did I Miss? Like, it's just, like, kind of a, like, that performance could be in anything, almost, right? Like, it could be from any time, any place, and it's just this sort of weird, and, uh, like you said, Sean, he's so funny, and, like, he's got all these, like, off lines that kind of happen literally offbeat from everyone else, uh, that, that kind of, like, really echo what the audience feels, and, uh, also just help you understand that oh this thing is important because he's freaking out about it you know like that kind of uh, attitude.
3: Mm-hmm. He got the improv line France like where have you been? Uh, France that was yeah. an improv line mm-hmm. like it wasn't so written good. in. He's also uh, my favorite <laughs> yeah he's so but good because you guys have already spoken about him I'll go on to my second favorite which is Anthony Ramos mm-hmm. the guy who plays John Lawrence and uh, Philip Schuyler I think that his energy and his voice is amazing. Plus, all his meaningful looks with Hamilton. Like, there's so many subtexts. Like, obviously, Lin-Manuel Miranda talked about, like, the potential of maybe a relationship between Lawrence and Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And Anthony Ramos was clearly on that same ship. Like, I ship these two people. I'm going to make all these meaningful glances Mm -hmm. and be upset at his wedding and then get drunk at his wedding. And fight for him and it's just adorable
0: yeah i'm i ship that as well and i think his transition from john lawrence to um playing philip in the second act which is helped by the fact that he plays very young philip at first but he's so cute in that role and he just like oh yeah i love it i know. I, love that I was number. kind of
1: surprised because i i almost didn't recognize him even mm. though he literally all i did was like let his hair down
2: yeah. When he just it's, did like a full all it took, Sean a <laughs> full
1: like body transformation to turn into like a child. It was wild. Yeah.
0: I have already mentioned this, but I was a hundred percent blown away by Leslie Odom Jr.'s performance in the show. I actually think that he kind of is the star of the show and i actually thought lin manuel was the weakest performance of the show and oh, like
1: 100% in contrast with yes.
0: all of the amazing performers like Philippa sue who plays eliza has just one of the best voices on this planet and like everyone else is just serving you 100 singing and dancing and then like lin bless his heart is a genius like he wrote this he gave this to us he he is amazing but like it just isn't a comparison <laughs> And I wonder if he knows that when he watches it.
1: This is my same gripe when I watched Eurovision, the Eurovision movie, (laughs) is you could write something and it can be amazing, but you don't need to star in it, Will Ferrell. (laughs) And Lin-Manuel Veranda. We'll uh, talk
0: about w-
3: this.
2: Yeah, we could talk about that. He knocked that out of the park, Sean. I, don't I know watched what, it. I watched
3: it <laughs> and I have thoughts. I don't, I <laughs> don't
2: know what you're talking about.
3: Be- before we move on, we also have to just note Chris Jackson as George yes. Washington. is just yes. fabulous. And when he sings the um, his last song and then the pause and he looks like he's about to cry, uh, Washington's going home or whatever. Yeah. Teach him how to say goodbye. So amazing. Such yeah, a great Yeah, when he after. finishes yeah. that song, and I swear he's actually crying. Yeah. And the Orioles is just losing it. He's all of the
2: interviews of like all the sweat just yeah. has flowed. Yeah,
3: cuz he was that actor was in um in The Heights mm-hmm. with Lin-Manuel beforehand and then when he started writing Hamilton, he was like, "Do you want to be George Washington?" And he was like, "Sure, yeah, I'll be George Washington." And then like Lin-Manuel made the part for Chris Jackson. Like he didn't wow. have anyone else in mind. He was like, "Oh, you already said yes. Now I will write the show." It's and- so good.
2: We should also put a big check mark next to the king as well. Oh right, (laughs) yes.
0: So Jonathan Groff is the only um, white actor of the main cast. Like there are a couple, I think, white members of the ensemble, but um, he plays King George the Third. He only comes in to basically sing about England's reaction to what's happening in America. It's
3: (laughs) and (laughs) And (laughs) killer dance is is
0: everything.
1: (laughs) He's got like a cross dance like thousand yard stare, and then just like so much. It's just flowing out of so his mouth.
0: So much <laughs> um and,
2: Yeah, he, he knows just, how to I act, act on throat. camera. Yeah, guys. Okay.
0: One thing I didn't ever realize is that he stays, King George stays on the stage during the Reynolds pamphlet. He just like gets a little stool and then he's like dancing through. And he's he just it's so up. funny. It's so funny, and I love that they did that. off Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. It is time now for us to take a break and hear word from our sponsors. But if you're not satisfied yet, don't feel helpless. We'll be back soon. You'll see. We're not throwing away our shot to do this episode justice. You just got to wait for it. We'll find yeah, out what comes next ship. after this break <laughs> here on Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We are going to get back to talking about Hamilton in just a second, but first, um, do you all know what what time it
3: yeah seventy six. Seventeen. Uh, se- se- Seventeen. It's game time, people! <laughs> wow, oh! wow! 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 Do you <laughs>
0: Good
2: for those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend probably like 45 minutes this week searching for a title related to our topic that these three have not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a good time. Are you all ready to play the game?
0: Yes, Yes.
2: okay. This week's title is Do No Harm. That title, that title again, do. No harm.
0: Ellen, would you like to go first as a guest, or would you like someone else to go
3: first? You guys go ahead.
0: Okay. I think Do No Harm is a musical based on the experience of a doctor present at a duel. Who is having conflicting feelings about having to turn around and have deniability, but who feels that it is better to be there than to not. But it's a whole question of, you know, which which option better honors the code of do no harm.
1: I guess. But in that age, it's like once you're hit with a bullet, you're dead.
0: Yeah. Honestly. Like, why so are we when, even
2: pretending a doctor has anything to help?
0: That's so true. Mm-hmm. Once you
2: when he's, on. like, a
3: dirty, dirty
0: infected And I'm like,
2: wow. <laughs> a doctor just has a vial of cocaine he gives the Pretty much. He's patient. like, just
1: do a big rip and go to bed.
2: <laughs> um...
1: So I believe that it is from the viewpoint of Peggy Schuyler, and oh. it's her viewpoint of the whole endeavor because she's in it for like a minute, and then she just like kind of pieces out, and yeah. so yeah, she's like, it, it's just um, it's like a book. It's kind of like a Gilden, uh, what's that? Gilden. Rosencrantz
0: and Gildenstern. <laughs> yes.
1: But, <laughs> sorry. Are dead. Um. Anyway, it's basically that, but it's it's Peggy Schuyler.
3: Love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mine is that it's about a U.S. president. Doesn't really matter which one. Let's go with Garfield because his name is funny to say or nice to say.
2: (laughs) He hates Um, my Plus, he loves (laughs) the (laughs) song.
3: And about his presidential policies that do no harm, except of course they do because there's a whole problematic system there. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So it doesn't have to be Garfield. It could be just a random president, one of (laughs) them that does no harm. (laughs) In Great.
2: quotations. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, as usual, no one is right in any single way, shape, or form. Darn. Uh, oh. That being said, uh, from, from what I have seen here, uh, those ideas may be better than what the outcome of what this was. On paper, this sounds pretty good. So let me read you Do No Harm, the 2012 TV series. Uh, first few lines on Wikipedia, if I may. You may. The series focuses on Dr. Jason Cole, a successful neurosurgeon with a secret. Every night at 8.25 p.m. and lasting exactly 12 hours, Cole is switched into an alternate evil personality named Ian Price. Uh... This sounds so familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The reason... That it uh, that it works for this whole game is that way down at the bottom under recurring cast, there's a little gentleman named Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. as Doctor <laughs> Ruben Marcado oh. a clinical pharmacologist and Doctor Cole's friend.
3: Wow! All right, amazing. So, Doc yeah.
2: Cole. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, uh, Lynn manuel for having a bit of a, a TV career before you made it big. Uh, the game is, of course, brought to you by the biggest theater in town, standing well, it's only two Hamilton sets tall, which I guess is still pretty big. Pretty uh, the Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center will hopefully soon be open, maybe? You guys, you think? I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn
1: here, but the Landmark Cinemas is open, and they're mm. They're showing um, they're showing films like The Goonies and Jaws. And, what, is, what are there protocols to go? Uh I'm clear, but movies are like five dollars and I could not be more excited. I wanna go. Wow. And so I'm excited for you Sean. The IMAX is close close on the yep. heels. Yes. And uh, There are no new go? films. Well, actually, no. I should take it back. There's the Trolls World Tour film, <laughs> which I literally will kill myself <laughs> before I go. But everything else I would love to see.
0: Because <laughs> you want to be a ghost when you go so you don't have to go to the bathroom?
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's why? exactly the reason. <laughs> so I don't Child... miss a second of, of hip-hop troll battling rock troll.
3: Child of the <laughs> show got a toy with a troll thing on it and was like, we need to watch this. And we don't have it on any on any platform that we own, and we're just like, "Oh, <laughs> Oh, I
2: know you two must be can. so broken up."
3: I was real upset.
2: Uh, it used to be on net. It used to be on Netflix because when she was little, we watched it. Oh. No, that's a different not, trolls.
0: Oh, come on, no, Jar.
2: Yeah, it's not the world tour. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but you either of them we couldn't we didn't have access to. Anyway. She's I'm
1: like, Can I your see your a troll in any form, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm calling social services.
3: <laughs> she just just send teamwork. her into a
0: duel for all the, for the kind <laughs> of <laughs> neglect you're exhibiting. And, right and tell her
1: to point the gun at the sky.
2: <laughs>
1: <gasps> That's
2: terrible advice. I'd never do that in a duel. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Because Hamilton will do it
0: twice. (laughs) He doesn't learn.
1: He's so dumb. He's like, hey, seriously, I think this is a good idea. You don't shoot anywhere near the person. You shoot at the sky and both times it doesn't work. (laughs) The sky's still alive, you guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Let's get back to talking about Hamilton. More in depth. More than we just were. Um... I'm interested in this, in this among this crowd of nerds, different kinds of nerds. Um, were the technical elements, such as the costume, set, and lighting? For those of you who may not know, um, <laughs> what you expected.
2: You guys go first. You guys go first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slide away. You guys okay. go first. I, I think we were talking about <laughs>
1: Jeremy.
0: <so laughs> he literally slid sorry. away a little.
2: <laughs> um,
0: so
1: the set where there's like. Three concentric sliding circles that can uh-huh. go either which way, which creates very interesting like people coming and going moments. Yeah, those were really, rude, really cool. And Amazing. my mind, kept being like, "What's happening?" Um, and costumes are like whatever. Like literally, <gasps> everyone's just in a long coat. I, I'm sorry, sorry, signing No, problem.
0: it's okay. You're allowed to I, feel however you want, Sean. I should, I should abstain and let you say your piece. <sighs>
1: I saw so just slide away. Just slide away. <laughs> I thought <laughs> the costumes were just like whatever, um, and the only lighting cue that I remembered that I appreciated and laughed at was when King George was like, um, "I'm feeling blue," and then it was like, Arr! and like snapped his foot, and then the lighting turned blue, and yeah. that was funny.
0: But you did enjoy that, just to be clear. I
1: thought that was very funny. Okay. Yes. I appreciated
3: it. Ellen, uh, I love you. Know I really love the costumes. I loved, well, I love, like, just being Sorry. part of a play. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I love being part of a play. Like, um, when I did high school drama and stuff like that, it was just, like, the best part to be part of, like, the theatrical group. And I I feel like this Disney Plus show actually made me feel like a part of it. I did notice, um, during Satisfied and Helpless, um, oh. Angel- <laughs> Angelica's, <laughs> Uh, outfit has a flower on the front like it's a, f- a flower attached to buttons and shot for shot the, the flower would be there and then not there and then there oh. and then not there and that watching it three times in one day was something that yeah. I noticed and I was just like oh, not this consistency anyway okay. I wondered
1: how many times they filmed this and then just edited it together
3: so they filmed it three uh, days so they filmed it the Sunday matinee the Sunday night performance and then usually they had Mondays off so yep. they filmed it, I don't know how many times on Monday, at least twice to get the like oh. up close without the audience. And then they filmed mm. it one more time on Tuesday, the Tuesday night performance. But it was wow. down over three days of shoots. So like this one is of why them, we have one way. of them, she wasn't wearing the flower and it. they keep cutting back and forth. The wow. other thing that I have, which is not necessarily like a bad thing, but you know, when you go to a theater and you can choose to watch one particular spot the entire mm. time. Like I'm gonna just watch the stairs. That's not really where anything happens, but like that's where I want to watch because a director is telling you where to look. You miss other things of like there's a twenty five person ensemble. They're all doing interesting things. If I mm-hmm. choose to watch one background dancer and do this amazing fluid thing that they choreographed, but you're only showing me Hamilton, that's just kind of frustrating for me.
1: Mm. So oh, like, I that, would feel robbed if I was a backup dancer because yeah. those people are on stage. The entire time, and doing a lot of okay, they're doing a lot of work, not all of it is necessary or good in some ways, I think. But I'm like, you know, it's my choice, it's my prerogative to just like watch an amazing dancer do whatever they're asked to
3: do, mm. yeah.
1: And yeah, so you weren't allowed to in at,
3: at one point, like it was nice to get all the close ups, and this is what I wanted at the same time that I would have been able I would have liked just exact same thing from one steady cam so I could watch where I wanted to watch. I agree. You should write to Disney. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll <laughs> think about it. They'll for sure let it go.
1: They're famously great at um <laughs> taking concessions dealing with You know l- what they would do? Wipes? Just
3: give me the overhead camera. <laughs> just <see.
2: laughs> I'll, like, I'll be fine. on the stage. That overhead camera is amazing.
0: I- I was very impressed with the production elements of the show. Like, obviously, I had pretty high expectations just knowing what a huge production it is. Um, the revolving stage blew my mind. I think the set itself is really smart. Having, they have basically have two staircases um, and then kind of a whole... Um, I think you would call it a runaround, a runaround or a gang but it's like a, basically a platform on the stage so you can have things happening on multiple levels, which I think yeah. is makes for a lot of really interesting visual moments. And then there's also the staircases move so then they can kind of rearrange things quickly to have quick changes of scene. Um, and I really like this style. This is kind of... I don't know, this is nerdy, but, like, I really like this style of set design where you can um, bring elements in really quickly, but it's mostly pretty minimal elements, and then they just change it with lighting and costumes and stuff to give you those different context clues. I thought the lighting design was brilliant in that way because it did kind of shift very seamlessly, and there were a few really impactful moments with the lights that just, like, blew my mind. Um, I like the costumes. I like that the ensemble is mostly in, like, corsets and... I think basically trousers, um, yeah, and they're kind of like, like cream colored, and then that makes for kind of a backdrop. Yeah,
2: fancy pants. Um, mm-hmm.
0: the I thought like a lot of the gowns were beautiful, <laughs> beautiful gowns. Um, <laughs> and then I loved um, what David Diggs was wearing any the whole time he was. Oh yeah, um,
1: his 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 were always so. Yeah, especially his Jefferson. Velvet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I uh, loved it, and I will probably watch it. I've watched it like two and a half times, but I will probably watch it again, and because I want to nitpick some of the production stuff. Definitely clock those flowers. Help. Yeah, us I satisfy. will. I didn't. I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't notice, but I think I was too excited.
2: You're gonna hate. You're gonna hate. you <laughs> so now.
0: mad. Okay, Jer.
2: Okay. So her here's the deal, you guys. All right. Here's the here's the thing. So first and foremost, mm-hmm. I like I'm going to draw a line and then I'm going to cross it just so everyone's aware. Yeah. I think this is a world-class show. I think that everything they did is completely dynamite. But I cannot help myself but see that this is not a thing, but a document of a thing.
0: Mm.
2: So Ellen and I were talking about it and and a part of me does just want like I a part of me thinks it would have been better if they had just put a camera up at the back of the room and not touched it the entire time because of that influence and everything. The fact that they didn't do these things on location is killing me. Really? And I understand I understand that what they, what they did is recorded a thing because it's a cultural moment, it's big, and people need to see it. I fully understand that completely. But the fact that Rise Up didn't happen on like a, a, a crowded New York street that they booked off to shoot that one scene and then the Battle of Yorktown didn't just happen filmed in some theater somewhere or some field somewhere. like He
0: wants the, the movie, that- which I was just going to say, so you want a movie is what you're saying. Yeah. But, but,
2: but no, I want some considerations made when you film a Broadway show. Because you could go the on. lighting's inappropriate, it's real bad for film. They broke a lot of rules, and mm-hmm. I understand what they're doing. I get it, but like you have shots of Lin Manuel where half of his face is blue or black. Yeah, but because that's... they're filming a stage show, it's that everything is made for this outward appearance from more than fifty feet away, and they're just like, let's bring a camera up in there, and that's not okay. <laughs>
1: i think i i appreciate that it's just like we're filming a stage show it's all stage stuff i think because like remember when they were like doing Lay mis and they're like let's get the cameras out on the street and sing live okay, yeah, yeah. and it was like really bad so bad. <laughs> and then or like you know jesus christ superstar like we're filming in the desert and that was still awesome but it was like it's just different i guess mm-hmm. i appreciated mm-hmm. this was basically to me was like i'm I'm seeing a show in the theater that I will Mm. probably never see. And at Mm. the time, and I'm also seeing it at a time where people were losing their marbles. There's winning 11 Tonys. Like, this is the the people. Mm. This is the stage show. So I kind of liked being like, it's like I'm front row at one of these performances.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I think
3: that's 100% what they were going for. Yeah. Yeah. You you need to mention your George Washington thing. You never actually said it.
2: There, okay, so clearly, I don't know I don't know how anyone could feel any different from this, but the line when George Washington e- enters the thing mm-hmm. should be him like bursting out of a boat and like forcing the camera back as like cannons explode ship parts beside him because what else could it be? And then we get this reverse angle thing where we see him before he introduces himself. Like, what are you doing, editor?
3: What is this? This is the craziest decision I've ever seen.
2: We had to rewind
3: and watch it twice because Jeremy's like, no, it should have edited here and it should have cut here. And I was like, it's every
2: once once in a while something happens where like music and performance and all these things come together to make like a moment that just like works. And uh, you've got to, you got to, like, you got, you can't tame it. You can't, you can't put that in a cage?
0: Gosh, you can't put anyway. George Washington in a cage?
2: <laughs> okay. She'll use his wooden teeth She's to knock his way out.
0: Before we go to what you watch in, I just have mm-hmm. one final question. Well, okay, so I'm going to say, this is my one final question, and then if you have a final thought, add it to your answer. Mm-hmm. Did this make you cry?
1: Um, I would say 100% yes, all because of Philippa. She... She did it for me. She's so good.
0: Burn.
3: That song, Burn.
1: It, Burn, Burn. Burn did it. Burn yeah. did it. Yeah.
3: The orphanage
1: at the yeah. end. I at was the orphanage. With... She's um, like, oh, yeah. I also started an orphanage. I also, <laughs> like, fought for slavery to
2: end. I did a lot of stuff, yeah. to guys. guys. Uh, no. No. Unsurprised. Surprised. <laughs> no, you did it? Wow. It was good, but no. No. You didn't cry
1: when uh, Leslie Odom Jr. was like. Guess what? Hamilton wrote fifty-one essays. Okay, but I love <laughs> that
0: line. I love that it line he's so like, good. Hamilton wrote fifty-one. Like just the way he says it, it, gets me every time.
1: I thought that was if they were like trying to make an intense moment, but it was like, sorry, he wrote fifty-one essays, and then they <laughs> cut to the Hamilton, months, is, though, and he's girl. like, he's just like, I wonder writing. how long they were though. Furiously,
3: <laughs> I'm like so stop like trying a to make page like, essay in six months, like. That's like not that bad. Okay. Well Twitch <laughs> we <laughs> page we got <laughs> a bunch of non-stop <laughs> folks in this chat. Um
0: Ellen, I feel I know the answer to this. Did you cry and final thoughts? Um,
3: I did cry. Um, yeah, I, I cried at numerous parts. I cry on the original Broadway recording. I cry at um during burn when she says you, 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 you in the original one. I didn't feel like the emotion was there for the for, for the um, Disney Plus version. But, yeah. I didn't cry yesterday because I think I was too excited. But, like, I cr- I cry fast? for Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> I've cried I... in the past for Hamilton. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've shed um... tears for Hamilton. <laughs>
3: <enough>. I have.
0: <laughs> I don't. I mean, I have, but I feel it's wrong now. <laughs> um, yeah, I cried when John Lawrence died. I cried when Philip died. And then I just cry every time I think I will cry from burn. Onwards, I think. um Yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts?
2: Uh, it's pretty good. You should watch it.
0: Yeah, honestly, like that. Yeah. Even just to Bye. sort of capture this like cultural thing that was so much part of the zeitgeist in a way that I don't know that many things have ever been. I will.
1: I think I will just end it by being like, I wish I I would like to watch a version with Javier Muniz, yeah, as Hamilton or like someone else, honestly. Same. Because, like, Lin-Manuel did great writing and is a great rapper. But it's like when he was crying, like, there's so many times when he was crying talking, where it was like, I'm going to laugh out loud at you. Here. I know. Like, I was pretty
0: disappointed.
1: Yeah. So, like, it was very, like, everyone else here is on the top of their game.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you're not quite. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that was just my only critique.
3: Well, he lost the Tony to Leslie Odom Jr. Deservedly. Deservedly. Yeah. So. All right, we are going to go into a super quick uh, what you watching in in the next
0: five and a half minutes. Um, What's everybody watching this week?
2: Uh, Ellen, you go first.
3: Um, just this week, um, HBO I think has a new series called I'll Be Gone Gone in the Dark. Yeah. (gasps) Which.
1: (laughs) I read the book. I'm not going to watch. I'm scared.
3: Uh, the first episode is out and it's really just context setting right now. But it combines my favorite murder. Um, Karen Kilgariff is on it, so it combines all of my favorite like people, Patton Oswald and serial killers, and <laughs> talking about comedy and serial killers and writers all combined. But it was incredibly good, and the next one will be out on Sunday, so I have to wait a full week because my parents don't have HBO or Crave or anything, and we're going to the farm, so I have to wait. And I'm not wanting to wait, but at least then I can consume it quicker, I guess. Mm. But it was good.
2: Uh, oh. Speaking of consumption. Uh, <laughs> I, you watching? Watch watch <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched a little movie called Dr. Sleep. Oh, uh, me too. Which is the, the sequel. Oh, look at that. Uh, the sequel to The Shining. Um, I watched it with my brother last night. Um, we kind of just... Like, we're looking for something new to watch, and it was there and available. Mm -hmm. Um, Sean, you've talked about this on the show before. Yeah, I read the book, but I
1: didn't watch
2: it. It, it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's really contrasty to the original The Shining. Um, I think it's a well done sort of sequel. I think it expands the world in interesting ways. I don't know why that woman's wearing the top hat. And it makes me uncomfortable. Oh, you mean Rose the
1: Hat, who's yeah, iconically like, known for wearing a hat?
2: But like any, it doesn't have to be that. I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. I agree. Um, uh, but the two things I will say is that um, they really did a good job of recasting people who looked like people from The, the, the Shining, like Shelley Duvall and Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson. Uh, they did a great job, and I did not like that. Wait, yeah. uh, Jack Ad- Nicholson's
0: in it? No, no. they have actors oh. playing them for, like, flashbacks. Oh.
2: Yeah. And, like, it just, like... And it, it really, like, it could have been cut by 30 or 40 minutes. Like, Agreed. they didn't need all of all of that, like, explanation. I think they could have done it quicker. Um, But uh, I I I don't know. I, I don't know if I liked it or not, but uh, there were some parts that really were made me uncomfortable, like 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 when they kind of the people who can you know steal the steam from the kid, like they show you what they do, and it's honestly worse than what I thought it was. Like like oh, I God. feel they could have <laughs> like, really
0: cut that scene. They they focus on that child murder for so long, yeah. and it is
2: so visceral. And they should have just left it really ambiguous. Like you I know thought what's they were happening. just straight like, exactly. up them. Like yeah, it, it yeah. would have been fine. Anyway, I it did. was messed up and if you if you're into that stuff watch it
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're into child murder get if it you're into, into that freaky
2: stuff out. get into it yeah um
1: so sure. i this week became obsessed with a competition show called legendary mm. um it's on hbo max and it's basically like a ballroom voguing competition series where there's like eight houses who compete um to win best of house and they compete in competitions like they do you know there's like performance they do like a dance sort of like number but then they also do like different categories like face or like gown and like they have each member of the house compete and it's really incredible and i'm loving it so i feel like you guys should watch it
0: yeah, I saw it pop up and I was like, ooh, I'm ready to get obsessed with this. Oh,
1: it's so, 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 so.
0: Um, I've I watched a lot of things this week. I feel like I haven't been, and then now this week I watch a lot of things. Um yeah, I watched Doctor Sleep. Definitely feel it could have been at least half an hour shorter.
2: An I hour like, I would say. Yeah,
0: like it was it drug. It drug. It dragged. It drug totally drugged drugged. so hard. It drugged it me
2: totally, it's a drugger.
0: <laughs> it drug me for filth. Um I also watched the premiere episode, the first ever episode of Canada's Drag Race. Um,
1: I can't new, wait to watch it. Series. I haven't. I haven't you watched it watch. either. I don't spoil it. I watched
3: uh, the most recent episode of All Stars Five instead of Canada's Drag Race because I noticed they were there today, and I was like, mm. "I have time for one." Yeah, I'm. I'm all caught up, my babies.
0: But um, it was actually, you know what? I set my expectations pretty low, just knowing what. Canadian budget restraints can do to a production. Um, the lighting is a crime against humanity. I will say that. Both of you, I feel, will notice it when you watch. Um, but actually, it was pretty good. And it's a it's a good batch of queens. So I'm nice. excited about that. And then I also watched Eurovision at Sean and Jeremy's uh, somewhat recommendation on Sean's uh, art. Um, this is Eurovision Song it. Contest.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. Like,
0: I was not expecting to like it very much. And I...
1: I've been we listening to Rachel song. McAdams' final song a lot. I Was it listening. actually her singing? No, no. absolutely Okay,
0: not. yeah, there's no way. But, okay, that's what I thought.
1: There's no shame, Will Ferrell, in getting someone else to sing also. Well, oh, wait, you didn't do that. That's <laughs> like, the
0: he's like,
2: But, like, his, I feel like, is a joke. Like, yes, like his yeah. is a joke. Yeah, like, when he sings in that final number, which, by the way, like, knocks it out of the park... I laughed out loud. Yeah. Like, I thought that was hilarious.
1: Because her singing but, is transcendent. And then he's and like... Yeah, letter- uh, Like, pops in. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God. It's true.
0: I have had Ya Ya Ding Dong stuck in my head all week. <laughs> and I just want to say... Ya Ya Ding Dong! <laughs> I don't think they could have made more accurate, fake Eurovision performances. It was yeah. so note perfect. Like, just the whole Eurovision vibe. I was obsessed. Anyway.
2: Yeah because uh, he loves Eurovision Will Farrell, right yeah we you were saying like that. he yeah. just
0: basically was like how has no one made this movie yet yeah well and there was
2: like sorry I was just going to nope, say there's okay. like
1: a medley in the middle where mm. a bunch of past Eurovision performers win- winners just like do a little song
0: hilarious and it's so fun. Yeah, I loved it. Um, okay, that is all the time we have for this week. I would like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song "Manituna." My co-hosts Sean, Jeremy, and Ellen. Everyone here at here, there, somewhere at CJTR, uh, and to you, our beloved listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast Wednesdays at six PM. Rob rebroadcast. <laughs> I give up. Rob broadcast. Rob broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keep going. You're so I think-
0: <laughs> And it's available as a podcast on CJ Chair's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Stay safe and have a great week.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.